This is Kip Speak, a platform dedicated to fostering conversation about the future of the legal and business worlds. In these COVID times, we hope you're all doing well wherever you are. Welcome back to Kip Speak. I'm April. And I'm Bavia. And in this episode, we're giving you the headlines from top stories that have been trending in the news these past few weeks. Our hope today is to supply you with commercial knowledge from the UK and around the world that you can apply during assessment centers or just brush up on your commercial awareness skills. Our topics today will cover the latest developments in the business world, including the UK Supreme Court decision on Uber and the GameStop chaos. Also, more on Ant Group's failed IPO and the rise of cryptocurrency. Finally, a bit on the growing recognition of Southeast Asia as a key financial hub. We then discuss tech trends, starting with how big tech's being regulated in Australia to the rise of cloud data storage solutions. And finally, an update on the COVID situation. Stay tuned for more in this episode of Kip Speak. Uber drivers won big last month when the Supreme Court ruled that Uber drivers are employees rather than self-employed individuals. Lord Leggett referred to the relationship of subordination and dependency the drivers hold with the company. Uber's ride-hailing and food delivery services have been in increasingly high demand during the COVID-19 pandemic, so this decision may take a significant toll on the company's current business model. Now, Uber drivers will not only be entitled to minimum wage and holiday pay, but also broader rights including suing for unfair dismissal. Note the wider significance of this decision. It could serve as an important legal precedent to regulate the gig economy, coming at the perfect time when crowds are shifting to gig work either voluntarily or out of necessity during the pandemic. As Elon Musk called it, GameStonk. We must all have heard about the Reddit-driven fiasco which reached partial closure with the online hearing in the House Financial Services Committee. We heard from Robinhood CEO Vlad Tenev, who apologized for Robinhood's role in blocking the trading of GameStop shares on their platform. Is it enough after he fueled this David and Goliath story by ejecting the Reddit warriors from the game entirely? And let's zoom out. What lies in the aftermath of this chaos? We see the Democrats pushing for potentially tighter restrictions on the financial sector to prevent the recurrence of this incident. More importantly, we might see the playing field leveled out a bit, making it easier for small-scale traders against the mammoths on Wall Street. However, lowering barriers to such activity has its dangers. In this case, we saw Redditors who jumped on the bandwagon with no previous knowledge of trading and the stock market being hurt when the dust settled. Alex Kearns, the 20-year-old day trader who died by suicide after mistakenly believing he had lost $750,000, shows the dark side of democratizing the sector. On the other side of the globe, in China, the China Banking and Insurance Regulatory Commission had announced that online lending platforms are now obliged to contribute 30% of the funding for loans they offer in partnership with banks. Also, the commission struck down Jack Ma's Ant Group IPO listing, projected to be the largest in the world. While this decision was said to be in the interest of protecting Chinese SMEs, there's speculation that there are political motivations too, after Jack Ma publicly criticized Chinese regulators. As a result, Ant Group is working with regulators to restructure its business model, 
and Chinese borrowers are now being pushed towards alternative lending platforms with higher interest rates. Bitcoin shot up to its highest price ever, converting to around $57,000 last week. Industry giants such as Mastercard, PayPal, and Visa put their faith in cryptocurrency despite its extremely volatile tendencies. The shift was initiated by our favorite instigator, Elon Musk, who invested $1.5 billion in Bitcoin earlier this year and opened Tesla's wallet to accepting payments in crypto. Mastercard is following suit later this year. Is Bitcoin just a flash in the pan stirred up by Musk and his loyal but amateur Twitter following? Recently, Elon Musk plugged Dogecoin, a crypto originating from a meme in 2013. He dangerously claimed that he would support major holders if they were to sell their coins, sparking concerns over how Musk's actions will influence lockdown traders and whether regulation is to take a corrective role to intervene or not to intervene. More in the business world with HSBC, a British multinational investment bank company. February saw three top executives from the London branch swapped into Hong Kong, with future plans to send more personnel to Asian countries, including Singapore and India. This pivot to Asia marks a desire to shift streams of global revenue to run out of Asian markets as economic opportunities rise in the East. Despite these efforts to conduct new business ventures in Asia, both British MPs and US politicians have criticized HSBC Asia Pacific CEO Peter Wong's endorsement of the national security law, which makes it easier to punish promoters, effectively reducing the city's autonomy. Regardless, from a non-political viewpoint, it will be interesting to follow how HSBC continues to catch up to the changing dynamics of the global business ecosystem. Moving on to tech. Australia has pushed for new regulations which would require big tech companies, specifically Facebook and Google, to pay for news shared and posted on their platform. This bill is expected to pass in the Australian Parliament in the coming weeks. The two tech giants seem to have taken the hit quite differently, while Google struck deals with various Australian news corporations and walked back on its threat to shut down their services in the country. Facebook simply banned Australian publishers from posting news content on their platform all over the globe and international publishers from posting in Australia. The government quickly placated Facebook with amendments to the law, including changing its landmark media bargaining code in such a way that Facebook may not be subject to the code if they can demonstrate that they have signed enough deals with media outlets to pay them for content. This policy has been found attractive by European and Canadian lawmakers who have expressed interest in legislating on this area. We're using more data. As the cloud gets more popular during the COVID-19 pandemic, the demand for semiconductors has been on the rise. Earlier in February, NVIDIA, an American multinational tech company that designs graphics processing units, announced its planned acquisition of ARM, a UK-based chipmaker currently under Japan's SoftBank. This deal, if successful, would not only allow NVIDIA to diversify outside GPU manufacturing, but it would also have far-reaching effects on competition within this industry due to the monopolistic qualities of the acquisition. We'd also be seeing a heightened American commercial presence in the UK. However, the actual success of the takeover is still up in the air as stringent investigations are being conducted by the competition and regulatory bodies. 
Opponents of this takeover fear that NVIDIA would be able to access sensitive data on its competitors as several have shared their future product plans with ARM to improve company designs. Let's end on a more positive note. The lockdown's almost over, we hope. Last week, Boris Johnson laid down the prospective timeline to reopen the UK in four stages of easing restrictions, with 21st June being the date to watch for. Time to stop the Netflix binge and prepare your summer bodies. While we wait, most businesses and offices are expected to continue work from home. The implications of the extended lockdown over the next four months would be quite challenging for the small businesses, particularly the high street businesses, which have already faced the wrath of the pandemic, with many shops going into bankruptcy. This will also have an impact on ancillary businesses such as railways and transport for London, whose turnover last year fell short compared to the year before. Many business owners in the leisure sector also voiced concerns over the lack of clarity on what financial support would be offered in the budget. Thanks to everyone for tuning in today. We hope that you're able to take some interesting pieces of commercial knowledge from today's podcast. If you'd like to learn more about some commercial issues or see what Kips has planned for the end of the academic year, check out our social media at Kipsock and subscribe to our monthly newsletter, Kips Digest. This has been another episode of Kips. We hope you've enjoyed this session. Join us as we strive to become the Lawyer 2.0, one who is creative, communicative, and resilient in the face of technological disruption. Find out more by visiting us at kipsock.com. That's K-I-I-P-S-O-C dot com.